the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, Now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Today when we read from the Gospel of John, we hear that the Holy Spirit, yes, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. That is to say, the Holy Spirit is all about truth. But what truth will the Spirit guide us into? In other words, we ask the question today, what is truth? The question of knowing what truth is is an age-old quest. We can think of Socrates and Plato, Aristotle, They spent their lifetimes, their entire lifetimes, trying to understand truth. We're even reminded of Pontius Pilate, who asked the question, what is truth, right before he washed his hands of the guilt he had in Jesus' death. So again, what is truth? Yes, what is truth? In our modern day and age, we are hesitant to answer this question, no doubt about it, In fact, we prefer to believe that truth is slippery. Yes, we believe that truth is slippery and difficult to nail down. Because if truth is so slippery, then no one really has it. You cannot hold on to it. And that is rather convenient, my friends. Because then no one can really tell anyone what is right and what is wrong. Indeed, we live in a time where what is true for one person is true for them. And what is true for another person? Well, it is apparently true for them as well. That is to say, we live in a time where each individual person, yes, each individual person is the measure of truth. Truth is what each person makes it out to be for himself or herself. And this way of thinking has a name. And that name is this, relativism. Relativism 
even though it sounds maybe like a complex word, is basically the teaching that there's no such thing as an objective and universal truth. It teaches that what is true for one person may not be true for another. It teaches that everybody is their own authority, which means that a person can live the way that they want, think the way that they want, and do whatever they want because that is what is true for them. And get this, and nobody can tell them otherwise. So if a person's truth tells them to live a life of unrepentant sin, well, nobody has the right to say otherwise. Because there's no such thing as sin for that person since they define their own morality. They never sin according to their own standards and their own truth. You see how this works? It's actually quite clever. Relativism allows a person to have their own personal truth. And again, personal truth depends on what the individual believes is right and what is wrong for them. And not only is this extremely convenient, it appeals to our human nature. Yes, your human nature and my human nature that wants to be in charge of our own little universes. Tragically, our hearts love to sing the apparent truths that we have made up for ourselves and that we've embraced in our little tiny kingdoms. Our personal opinions are what matter and what we exalt in our lives, and so we use our own personal slippery truth to justify anything we want to do. Indeed, we live in a time when one person can have their truth and another person can have their truth, and as long as these two different people, these two different personal truths do not come into conflict with each other, well, then everybody can get along and live with a blissful happiness. But my friends, the catch-22 is this. As humans, we are not isolated islands. We all interact in society as citizens, as neighbors, and employees. So as it can be expected, the personal truths that we make up for ourselves can come into conflict with other people's personal truths that they have made up for themselves, which then again leads to conflict. Typically what happens is that we hate, yes, we hate anyone who would dare tell us that our truth is warped and that our lives are wrong. We actually balk at anybody that comes into conflict with us. We actually distance ourselves from them. We ostracize them in order to protect our personal kingdoms, our personal truth that we have made up for ourselves. To be a little more specific, Let us consider the example of sin. There are many different convictions about sin in the world, no doubt about it. Some believe sin is uh, is simply a weakness in mankind, whereas others see sin as a sickness of mankind. And there are other opinions about sin as well. Some see sin as a result of a lack of education, poverty, and a lack of resources. To them, sin is a result of a social deficiency the lack of goods and resources for a certain group of people. And finally, but not least, some see sin as nothing more than an oppressive term used by the church to keep certain people underneath its thumb and to keep people from having fun. 
And as long as we do not try to definitely define what sin is, my friends, as we think about all these examples, as long as we do not try to definitely define what sin is for everyone, there will be no conflict. But as we know, society cannot operate this way. This kind of thinking leads to chaos. It actually breeds anarchy, no matter how hard we try to keep peace. There's more to this, though. The world also has its varied opinions on what constitutes righteousness as well. That is to say, what we would consider goodness. To some, righteousness is to follow your heart and do whatever makes you happy. Others believe righteousness, this goodness, is found in being a good citizen and a good neighbor to those in need. And others... Others see this goodness, this righteousness as doing virtuous and moral things, upright things. Not smoking or drinking or chewing or nor dating girls that do. Again, even though we can try to keep peace by the way of relativism, this does nothing more than create instability. Because everyone lives not by an objective truth, but they live by their own self-imposed lies. Let us not forget judgment as well that is spoken of in our gospel. The world has a lot of opinions on this topic as well. Some do not believe there is such a thing as the last judgment, which means that whatever we do now in this present life will not have any eternal consequence. These are the ones that cry out this, you can't judge me. On the other side of the coin, there are those who believe that there should be a judgment They may or may not hold to an eternal judgment, but what is for sure is this. They want judgment in this life for people who violate their understanding of sin. And they want people who do not honor what they believe to be punished as well. The judgment might be to punish people with jail time, or the judgment might be to label them as a hater or a closed-minded bigot, or to possibly slap a lawsuit on them as well. And while we're at it, We mustn't forget the devil. The devil is also at work here, too, with relativism. The devil is happy when we walk around in our own invented truths and our own invented awesomeness because we are right where he wants us to be. We are separated. Tragically, we are separated from God's truth. Now, tragically, what we are hearing today is that we use our own personal truths what we make up for ourselves as a way of making ourselves feel good. We tell ourselves what we want to hear and what we want to hear is how awesome we are, how right we are, and how everyone else around us is wrong. Now we must stop, my friends, in the midst of this chaos, though, and consider our gospel reading from today, from the gospel of John. We must make sure to acknowledge that when Jesus said that the Spirit will lead us into all truth, he did not mean that we each have our own personal spirit in our pocket who will lead us into our own personal truth. But rather, he's talking about the Holy Spirit who leads all of us together into God's truth, an objective truth for all of creation. And dear friends, we must keep in mind that God has only one truth. It is the truth of his word. It is the truth that the Holy Spirit gives to you and to me. 
There are not multiple definitions of sin and multiple definitions of righteousness and multiple understandings of judgment, for that would make multiple gods. There's only one God and one truth, one Lord and Savior and one Holy Spirit, and one truth that stands over top of all humanity. You see, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit The Holy Spirit proves the world wrong about sin and righteousness and about judgment. That is to say, the Holy Spirit of truth shows us that our own truths are nothing but grass that withers and fades away. The Holy Spirit, he leads us to believe and to understand that the only truth that lasts forever is God's truth of his word. And our truths that we make up for ourselves, well, he shows us that they are lies indeed lies from the pit of hell itself. Yes, we must pause today, and we must hear from our gospel reading that the Holy Spirit proves the world wrong about sin, wrong about righteousness, and wrong about the judgment because the world does not believe in Jesus, and Jesus is right. Indeed, do not be deceived by the definitions of sin in this world, but hear the Holy Spirit through God's law that is proclaimed to you and to me countless times from his word, knowing that our sin of unbelief is the chief sin that needs to be absolved and forgiven. And we mustn't stop here, but we must also hear that the Holy Spirit proves the world wrong about righteousness and goodness, and therefore shows you and me where we are wrong as well. In other words, the world has this idea of what is good, which strangely, my friends, looks like what the world wants at that particular moment. But Jesus, we keep in mind, he came and he showed himself alone to be good in this world. He actually showed up the world's self-righteousness and ours for the sham that it is. The world cannot stand Jesus because of his claims. However, the world cannot keep Christ in the grave, but Jesus lives and he reigns at the right hand of the Father with the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And now the Holy Spirit gives to you and to me these convictions of truth. He gives to us righteousness. He proclaims to us that everything that belongs to Jesus is ours. You see, in Christ, our sin is paid for. Death is dead. The righteousness of God made known in Christ is actually yours and mine too. And finally, the Holy Spirit proves the world wrong about judgment. There will indeed be a judgment. All of our human lives, all of humanity and all of our lives, we live in a morally significant universe. Our actions and our deeds and our lives will have consequences in this life and the next. However, we are not, I repeat, we are not judged at the end of the age for breaking the popular opinions of celebrities or breaking what is deemed politically correct at the moment. But rather we are judged, the world is judged for breaking the Lord's law as expressed simplistically in the Ten Commandments. No doubt about it, there will be an end someday to this life, and there will be a judgment contrary to what maybe people like Oprah or the latest cosmopolitan opinion poll may tell us. And the reason why is because of Jesus, who was raised from the grave. Jesus says so. So, dear baptized saints, hear the good news of the gospel today, though, 
Christ was crucified and he was judged in your place. In Jesus, you are already judged. Christ was judged as a sinner, as you. He was damned for you. And because Jesus was damned and judged for you, therefore you have nothing to fear. I repeat, you have absolutely nothing to fear when the Lord comes again in judgment or at any time before that. Relativism is bankrupt. It is a bankrupt ideology, my friends. It comes, straight from the, it comes straight from the pits of hell. It causes the world to be wrong about sin, wrong about righteousness, and wrong about judgment. However, the Holy Spirit, through the word and sacraments, has come to you and will continue to come to you so that you might be given convictions of truth. Yes, real, abiding truth. Truth spoken into your ears and into your minds through his precious word and the sacraments. Truly, Holy Spirit has brought God's precious convictions of truth to you in his word. And the Holy Spirit will continue to bring truth to your ears so that you may believe and know who you are and what the Lord has done for you in the midst of of a world that flaps back and forth like a flimsy reed, like a flimsy reed blowing in the wind. Yes, the Holy Spirit, through the word and the sacraments, will keep your hearts fixed upon Christ, the author and perfecter of your faith unto the very end, Christ himself who is the way, the truth, and the life. Baptized saints, There is indeed sin. There is indeed things such as righteousness and judgment. However, we know today from the word, we know through the Holy Spirit working to proclaim this into our hearts and our minds and our souls, this, that Christ became sin for you, Christ is your righteousness, and Christ rescues you from the very judgment itself. And this is all most certainly true. In the name of Jesus, our truth. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.